Hey, welcome to episode 95 with Jason Lean Arts. And uh, make sure you spell his name right. It's got the two E's and the two A's. I kept making that mistake until I ordered his books, A Revolution a Day and A a Revolutionary You. Um, And both books are phenomenal resources for anyone looking to improve, focus on their health and well-being. Revolution a Day, I've been actually reading every single day um, and that was cool concept because he's had his podcast much longer than me. So all he did was take little bits for each day so you can open it up, journal, reflect on a different topic from some of his podcasts every single day. Um, so yeah, that's been fun. And I've been staying in touch with Jason. Uh, it was an honor to be on his podcast. He does it over four different weeks. So that was a fun commitment, but uh, I'm glad we had those conversations. And again, uh, him sharing his story in Revolutionary You has been very cool to know. Um, and I just always appreciate anyone being authentic and vulnerable like that. And uh, it just goes a long way to really help us connect with that guest. And uh, yeah, again, I just love what he's doing. If you're in the Ohio area there, uh, go see him in person. Otherwise, connect with him online. We have all the links at the end there. So if you're getting anything out of this episode, guys, I hope you like, share, subscribe, uh, leave a rating or review in your podcast app of choice. It really helps us reach more people. Would appreciate it tremendously. And uh, without further ado, here is Jason Lenartz of Revolutionary Fit, Rev Okay, we got feel flows by the charlatans on the the YouTubes, and we got Jason Leenarts with his terrible, terrible background that we wish we would blur out. I wonder if there's a way I can blur out his background. I don't know. <laughs> I'll I'll forgive it this time. Jason is joining us from Ohio. What's is it SWAT Ohio? Stowe. Stowe. I, Got the dyslexia going today. Uh, Stowe. Stowe. I never heard of Stowe. How far is that to some of those major Ohio Uh, institutions? We're basically in between Akron and Cleveland. So still considered Northeast Ohio, give or take. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, Jason just had me on his podcast. So I thought I would uh, return the favor and we'll turn that off. That was was pretty aggressive. I like that song. I'm going to have to put that in my my mix. Seems like a good workout song. Is that that how you kind of use it? Man, that's a that's a song I've been listening to for I gotta think close to thirty years, wow. which is man, I feel old. Uh, <laughs> but when I had my band together, that was actually a song that was one of our entrance songs because it's instrumental and it's got a good groove to it. So so yeah, yeah I'm just kind of throwing back way way back. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And uh, what what'd you do in the band? What what was your role? Uh, I sang and played guitar. Nice, nice. Yeah, we got you gotta we gotta get some of those clips and. Uh mix that in to the edited version of this um but yeah jason owns uh is it a fitness studio yeah 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 and uh so is it re- it's rev fit i want to get everything right uh and then you have the podcast revolutionary you which uh is phenomenal and that's where i was a guest and the format there is over four weeks we, we four part series um so i appreciate the commitment to that and and uh I guess you only take guests who are also pretty committed um, <laughs> and can do that. Uh, and he's had some great guests on, and I'm honored to be on that list. Um, you're you're coming up on uh, close to 400 episodes. Is that is that about right? Yeah, where where are we? Where I think we're in the mid mid 300s. So mm-hmm. yeah, 353, 354, somewhere around there. So yeah, very very impressive. About, about six years of content, I think. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And then you also have a book by the same name, A Revolution a Day. That's Revolution a, a Day is the the most recent one. Came out in 2019, right? Oddly enough, right? But so you you I put out a essentially the the fitness versions daily meditation right before COVID mm. hit, which is bizarre. <laughs> and then I have another book that I wrote back in I think 2016. They're both on uh, Amazon, physical and Kindle. So yeah, I'm gonna have to get those after. Usually I like to get this done beforehand, but you know, we have our, we have our history now for four calls and four episodes at least, uh, on your show. So this is number five and we had a pre-call too. So before all that, so this is our sixth call together. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, um, leading into all that, uh, just, yeah, what's, uh, what's going on and, and what, I guess, a checking in, uh, as we did our call, you, you mentioned you had some back stuff going on and we did a, a little virtual assessment. So, uh, how's that going? What's been uh, your takeaway from from that work? Yeah, so for for those that don't know, and uh, hopefully this kind of leads people back to my show so they can hear the episodes that we did together. But you know, we talked about your capacity as a as a physical therapist, the things that you're able to do virtually. You have a really cool um, service that you offer that you do through True Coach, where you have a, a essentially a screening that you're able to do and. Uh, by you know by myself and with the help of one of my coaches i was actually able to submit several videos to you so that you could take a look and just see how my body was moving and um i do have a couple of nagging injuries that have bothered me for a while and they certainly keep me from doing all the things that i want to do but you know it's it's like a lot of things in life you just can't do it all so it's trying to you know come to an understanding about this is what you can do and this is what you can't um the good news is i'm feeling better uh but it's just it's just slow it's slow and it's just trying to remind myself that um you know i generally know the things that are going to aggravate it so reminding myself that you know i've got to just watch the way that i move throughout the course of a day because in owning a personal training facility there's a lot of movement there's a lot of weird rotation that happens with moving 45 pound plates around multiple multiple times a day <laughs> so so yeah it's just you know it's it's one of those things it's the nature of the beast but um but no thank you i'm, I'm feeling better so Awesome to hear. Um, and then we'll tie it into your your books and the daily kind of meditations like you're talking about. And our first theme here is making the best of the time you have. So I'd love for you to go in on that and got the little ticker down below. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I, I've, I, I guess the best way to say it is I've, I've been asked a lot uh, about my productivity because I mm. feel like I get a fair amount done. Um, and I, I don't want to just give out the the super annoying thing that we all have the same 24 hours. I mean, we do, but we kind of don't. Um, mm. But I, I do have to be really mindful of what time I wake up in the morning, which is uh, 3.45 in the morning, most Ooh. days of the week. And, is that a uh, thing? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Thought, um, and I can I get into the nuance of that in a moment. <laughs> but but yeah, 3.45 a.m., six out of seven days of the week, I actually give myself a little grace on Sundays to sleep in. And uh and then, but I mean, I'm, I'm lights out by about 8.30 at night. So at that point, I'm pretty much drooling on myself. So it's about, you know, how much can I get done in the span of my waking hours? And it doesn't make me better than anybody else. It's just, I have to know what things I can say yes to and what things I can say no to. And, um, you know, maybe that's the best way to, to start that conversation. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's something. So I guess what's, is it just the discipline? Is it, is it uh, you know, what's the background of that? Why you just feel like that's what, the thing that drives you to your purpose is that is that the kind of again i know some of the i do feel like some of these are very cliche things but at the same time 
they are cliches for a reason, right? Because <laughs> because it's the constant battles that we all have. So uh, is it just a matter of discipline and making those decisions that again are are most powerful to you? Yeah, it's um, you know, Bo, you you own a business, and you know that it's it is it can be easy to get lost in the trap of saying yes to everything because you want every available opportunity. You don't want to miss out on or have the fear of missing out as the acronym goes. Um, yeah, (laughs) but, but you see, you want to take every opportunity that you can, but at a certain point you're going to spread yourself so so thin that the quality of what you do starts to go down the tubes. And so I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm at a point in my career where I have a staff of coaches who can help me here at the studio. The studio is also getting busier, um, you know, pretty much all the time every year that we've been in business and we're about to celebrate our 13th year. Um, every year gets better, which means more clientele, more demand on our time and all that stuff. And it's a it's a wonderful problem to have. Um, but part of it just comes from uh, an obligation to the clients that, you know, we start training at 530 in the morning. I live about 20 minutes away from work. So waking up 345 gives me enough time to like get my mind right, get about two cups of coffee in me, um, <laughs> make the drive to work and all that stuff and and be ready, like essentially bright eyed and bushy tail by the time clients come in and want to start to rock and roll. And uh, we have our day split up into two training blocks. So we train from 530 in the morning until 10. And mm-hmm. then we shut down operations for a handful of hours so that I can spend time with folks like yourself, uh, work with my, my online clients and all that stuff, do consultations, run all the other errands I need to for the business. Plus, I got to do things like get lunch and get my own training <laughs> in and stuff like that. Yeah. And then we have a, an afternoon block where we train from 2.30 till about 5.30. And then it's time to start kind of, you know, turning the lights out and getting home so I can spend a little bit of time with my family. So the day becomes very compact. And it's not that I don't have time to waste. I just try not to waste a lot of time because it's a lot of, uh, a lot of orange in the fire. So. Sounds like it. Yeah. 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 And how long have you been doing that for? I would say keeping that particular schedule, probably six or seven years. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then is that also a conscious decision of, you know, less Netflix, less things like that, less time out? Uh, again, obviously, if you're going, if you're in bed by 830. <laughs> I'm not much of a party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. That, that that's part of it is, you know, it's not that I don't enjoy, uh, you know, a streaming show or a movie, uh, but we typically like my wife and I will do that stuff on the weekends. Uh, my wife is in musical theater. So right now she's directing and choreographing a production, which means that we're essentially just thieves crossing in the night. You know, I'm working throughout the day. She's working yeah. in the evening. And then we have our son, you know, who we also need to make sure that he's taken care of. And so the weekends is when we tend to catch up and have that time to relax. And if we want to watch a show, we can do that. So I know that by and large, you know, if a new show comes out and everybody's raving about it, I'm probably <laughs> not going to be the early adopter, but I'll still right. get a chance to see it. So, right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that takes us to, to the next kind of topic of pivoting from perfectionism. And I think that's something a lot of folks ch- are challenged with. And, and uh, there's the paralysis by analysis and uh, you know, failure to launch or waiting to launch until everything's lined up perfectly and how much, uh, God forbid, how, you know, understanding how much that costs us in the long term of waiting for everything to be perfect versus going at 80% when you feel like things are there. So um, why, 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 why did you bring that one up as something you're, you're passionate about or uh, kind of a main tenant? Again, with these themes, you said that these were things that kind of come up as you're on other shows and things like that and people put you on the spot. So I'd love to hear how that all connects. Sure. I mean, this is one of those things that I think it not only affects coaches, but it affects our clients as well. You know, you think about 
uh, what our clients go through in terms of, say, dietary adherence, um, not being able to get to their goals. And it's because it's things aren't perfect. The diet isn't perfect. They they had an unplanned uh, lunch and, you know, everything went to hell in a handbasket at lunch. So then they throw away the next three days of eating because they're like, well, there goes my my planned lunch that I was supposed to have. And it all, you know, went to pot. And, you know, I think about it as a, as a business owner. There's so many decisions that I've had to make that I have to make you know, almost instantly. And that means that not every choice that you make is going to be the right one. It means that sometimes you have to pull the trigger on certain decisions and you have to change them when you realize that they're either not as effective as you need them to be, or they just aren't quite right at the time. And if I were to allow perfectionism to be what is my guiding light, I would never get anything done. Um, but, you know, it also kind of goes back to some of the things that we, that we coach our clients, which is, you know, just Generally speaking, again, we're going to kind of come back to some of these cliches, but something's better than nothing. So if you're going to market your services, get some kind of marketing out as opposed to no marketing. If you're going to do something appropriate with your diet, do do one good thing today instead of making the whole day 100% perfect down to the gram and every macro that you want to, you know, overanalyze. Because generally speaking, you're just trying to get some of those fundamentals in place and there's really no place in your life that this doesn't actually have a direct effect too. So um, as I like to say, there's no perfect parent, there's no perfect business, there's no perfect training plan. Um, it's just the one that you're actually putting the time and effort into. So yeah, no, that's phenomenal. And, and so you brought up daily meditations. And was that uh, I, I know you kind of jokingly said that about your book, but just trying to tie this theme back to that is, uh, is it, is it kind of connected to kind of stoicism? Is that something that's, that you're following? Cause as, as you're talking, there is some feel of that going on, whether it's, you know, uh, influenced by, or, or I'd love to, to know if that's something you've followed, especially as it's a very popular, uh, concept these days. Yeah. Kind of going back to the book for a second, it was, it was one of those things where I, after I wrote my first book and there were some very particular constraints about writing my first book where I felt like, probably was not my best foot forward, but it's out there and I'm not going to take it back. I'm not going to, you know, keep mm -hmm. it from selling if people want to buy it. Um, but it's one of those things where when I had the opportunity to write a second book, I wanted to do it totally differently. And as you know, from hosting a podcast, there's a lot of information that you take from guests that it's like, I know that not everybody is going to absorb information from a podcast. It's not their media of choice, but I didn't want them to lose out on the information that my guests were sharing. So I thought, what is a way that I can pull that information together into a book to where it not only markets the services and information of the the guests that I've had, but also, you know, I get to maybe put some of my two cents into it as well. And around that time, um, Ryan Holiday had put out the Daily Stoic. And I liked the fact that he was taking very old wisdom that still was applicable to today. He was giving a very modern spin to it. And then it was, that was the, you know, your your daily motivation, the way that people think of spiritual motivation or or that kind of thing that they do for that practice. And I thought, well, there's a way to do this with fitness. And so that was really the intent of the book was to give people uh, sort of a daily guide um, that is about, you know, more of the evidence-based things that we know about uh, health and nutrition and the way that we train and the way that we think uh, that I felt like the average fitness enthusiast would probably appreciate. And it doesn't mean that every single page will apply, but there were certain concepts that I wanted to make sure I kept bringing up throughout the um, throughout the book, because maybe in January, you can't really focus on your protein. You could focus on your exercise, but maybe by March, if you hear about protein again, you could start to make it more of an emphasis. Um, so that was really the, the motivation behind doing that particular book, uh, because I just wanted something for, you know, those of us out there that, you know, that's, 
that's something that's important to us in our lives and something we value. Yeah, for sure. I love that message. And uh, I, I just was, as you were talking, trying to find them both and your name and either the name of the book on Amazon. So are they not on Amazon? Because I couldn't find them. Uh, they, they are both on Amazon. So as long as you can spell the name, you should be able to find them. Um, uh, the two A's, I think. It's Maybe the I two A's. It's the Dutch curse. I, tried, I just tried a revolution <laughs> a day and that didn't come up. And then I, I tried the names of the books that didn't come up. But anyway, we'll put links, I'm sure, in the show notes. Awesome. And possibly not because I tend to be terrible at that. But um, <laughs> if not, if anyone's looking for that, we'll find it. And I'm going to order both as we finish up here. So, um, but yeah, no, pivoting from perfectionism. Um, and that kind of ties into my, um, and it is the other part of my, daily mantra of get 1% better every day um, is just, yeah, are we moving in the right direction when it comes to fitness? As you said, uh, can we be moving if, and doing something is better than doing nothing. Um, and, and if we do kind of say like, oh, I can't run a marathon because like I, I need to go out and I'm not ready to run 26 miles or one of my favorite that this uh, connects to for me is, is for people who want to come do CrossFit and we have that conversation, they say, I'm going to get, I'm going to get fit first and then I'll do CrossFit. Right. Um, cause I don't, uh, they're intimidated by, by going into the class setting or seeing the, the people on, on ESPN doing, you know, looking very bulky and, and all these things. And they say, I'm not ready for that. And so, well, that's how you eventually get there. Like you got to start somewhere. So right. yeah, I love, I love that, um, concept. Um, so yeah, moving into our, our third kind of topic is considering therapy. And I just let you riff on that. And, uh, we talked a little bit before we went on, um, and feel free to, to flow off of that. Yeah. Um, you know, this is one of those things that I, um, I went through a, a, just a bunch of stuff, a lot of drama when I was uh, in college and needed to go into therapy because I didn't know how to you know, deal with the things that I was struggling with. And parts of it worked, parts of it didn't. Um, there was the whole medication side of things that uh, I felt at the time I needed, and it was not as beneficial for me as it is for other people. Um, but the, the point being that it is you know, very much beneficial for some people. Um, but it was one of those things that once I got out of therapy, I thought, well, I really don't need this anymore. I think I've gotten all the benefit that I needed from it. And as the things in my life started to get more involved and as things with this business became more demanding of my time and my mental space, uh, there were just certain things that I was starting to see kind of fall through the cracks. And, you know, one thing in particular that uh, I felt was really sort of spearheading a way back into therapy uh, was losing my father and feeling like I really just hadn't grieved his loss uh, in, in the most effective way possible. And not that there's, again, going back to our previous topic, there's no perfect way to grieve, uh, but there's certainly ways to uh, shut your feelings off and, and suffer consequences of that. And so, you know, it was affecting the way that I did my job. It was affecting the way that uh, my wife and I interacted with one another. And so I got back into it and it was really helpful for me because I happened to find somebody that while he was not the mirror of my father, there were certain mm. things that I found uh, many similarities to. And I thought, okay, well, if my dad can't be around, I can at least have that sort of paternal voice in my ear mm. to be essentially something of a guiding light. And, and it was helpful because often it was just me sort of vomiting <laughs> all of these things going on yeah. in my life at that point. And he would just, you know, listen uh, very carefully. He would interject just a couple of questions. And normally I would leave that session with like one or two questions that I had to kind of think and sit on that. It's like, okay, that was worth every single penny that I just spent on that session. Right. And so the reason why I like to bring it up is because I think that you know, if you if you follow a certain belief system, it says that, you know, boys don't cry, 
men should be able to hide their feelings, um, you know, or at least just, you know, uh, keep a stone faced. You don't have to show it, that kind of thing. And I didn't grow up with a father that was like that. My father uh, was pretty attuned to his emotions and never made me feel like I couldn't show those things. Uh, but it was it, it's one of those things where it's like, I wish that the stigma was gone because I think that if more people accepted that it's okay to have a sounding board that's not your best friend, it's not your spouse, it's not your children, it's not your coworker, um, you'd get a lot further in life. And that could be yeah. uh, things as simple as how you handle your own problems to you know the expectations of what you think exercise and diet should do for you and all that kind of stuff so i i would love to hear that more people are in therapy and uh, I, I still think there's unfortunately too much negative stigma around it but hopefully that's changing uh you know as time changes for sure yeah um obviously it's something i've talked about a bunch through my my uh episodes uh my wife's a sex and relationship therapist so uh, and it's something we of course connected on a long, long time ago, as we wish that more people would come see us for physical issues, for mental health issues. Um, be, you know, we can do so much more powerful work when somebody is not in crisis. Um, obviously, there's very powerful stuff we can do as well when somebody is having an injury or in some kind of mental health crisis. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's just so much easier to prevent these things, but it's harder to, again, do the work and, and find that time to invest in preventative measures as again our brains just don't work that way we're more of a survival individual right the lizard brain <laughs> so and uh you know same thing as as we both are in kind of the fitness space um it's great when folks start investing in uh their their physical space their their future which is my big kind of push recently of saying let's let's talk about your physical retirement plan which is a term that is not in the you know nomenclature of, of society um, and just like I want, we want, we both want mental health to be more of a mainstay. Um, and I appreciate that of your, on your logos, right on your book, which I did find, I did, uh, add the extra a that did come up. Um, so, uh, but of, of your logo, the first one is, is kind of the mental, uh, photo. And then the middle one is, is the fork and knife. And then the third one being, uh, the, the barbell dumbbell dumbbell. Um, and so again, we're talking mind, uh, body and, and the kind of the nutritional piece that we can, what we're putting into our body, the inputs and the outputs. Um, and that's the way I talk about my five pillars of health too. So again, uh, one of the reasons, uh, as soon as we, we kind of connected, I'm glad we did. And thank you again to Shane McLean, um, for, for putting us together here. And so, uh, uh, and I have, a, I have to remind myself, we're doing a partial range of motion article. Uh, gotta, gotta do a video for that soon. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, you were on that too. Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, no. But I, I know that he, he likes to routinely, you know, network with other coaches for the, for the stuff that he puts out. So mm -hmm. I, I really like that about Shane. Yeah. Yeah. And again, he's, uh, for anyone who hasn't checked his workout, he's all over the internet with articles and, and things like that. So, uh, very good dude. That is always a good, good human to support. Right. Um, and I tried to get him on my podcast too. And I know he's been on a few and that was, uh, he, he's, he's been, he's had a lot of, a lot of busy stuff going on recently. So, uh, Shane, if you're listening, we're gonna, we're gonna get you on here soon. Um, but yeah, so, so putting all the pieces together there. Um, yeah, that mindset is so huge. I'd be, I'd be curious how you integrate that into a personal training studio fitness space uh, when you're working with clients? How is there a formalized approach for that? Is it just, you notice, hey, Jason, you don't look so good today. What's going on? Is it that simple of a human connection? Um, I'd love to hear if, if you guys have some kind of 
um, structure around that, or is it just something that that kind of happens and and you're just very well aware of? Uh, well, I I would probably say it's more the uh, the latter than the former. I mean, there's certainly no no specific processes for it. Um, it's one of those things where I, I think if you as a coach, if you do your consultations right, you can start to kind of flesh some of those things out. Uh, if you're if you're having effective consultations, you can figure out what the the mind space is of the person who's starting, and you can look at things that you know willingness and readiness to change and things like that, and and also just look at you know just what specific verbiage they might use. Um, you know, if you can get somebody open enough during consultations, you can find out that um, yes, there might be things that are say wrong with the nutrition. Well, why are they wrong with the nutrition? Like, what are you what are you stressed out about? And that's a that's a specific question that I ask. I'll ask potential clients, you know, on a scale of zero to 10, zero being not noticeable and 10 being intolerable. Can you tell me where stress is in your life? And if I have somebody that, you know, gives me a fairly high number, I'll, I'll ask, hey, you know, do you mind elaborating on that? I'd, I'd like to hear more. And so you might hear that perhaps the, the marriage is not in a good place or mm. perhaps there's things that are, that are going on with the children that are difficult for a parent to deal with or whatnot. And then that becomes what is informing the food choices. And so it was it was interesting because when those icons that you're referencing for that we use for uh, part of our branding and then that's actually as part of the, the books and it's actually on the podcast thumbnail um my my graphic designer shout out to nate mannon uh he actually did that of his own accord it wasn't mm -hmm. anything where i told him to do it but what was interesting was the order the sequencing yeah. of those icons um he put the essentially the mindset first nutrition second training third. And mm. if you were to look at a hierarchy, I would say that's a pretty damn good hierarchy in terms of importance, but it doesn't mean that that's necessarily what you're going to tackle first. Um, sometimes you might have to start training before it changes your, you know, changes you on a neurological level. And sometimes you got to focus on food before you can think about anything else. So that all depends on the person, but I would like to think that we do a pretty good job of tackling all three and certainly keeping communication and context uh, open about the fact that every person that comes in through, through, these, through these doors is struggling with those things in varying degrees, whether they're hitting two of three pretty easily and one that they're not so so great at, or, you know, or maybe they're all three, they feel like they're struggling. But I think that I, I, I would like to assume that most coaches who care about the results of their clients probably care about these three things. And, you know, uh, because I, I just think that fosters better better client results, better client relationships. Yeah. And uh, I'll shout out Brett Bartholomew uh, is one of the top guys in the industry and of the fitness space who talks more into these soft skills as, you know, I think he, I always forget if he embraces that term or he kind of, I know he's brought it up, but uh, I don't know how familiar you are with his work, but uh, Conscious Coaching is his big famous book and The Art yeah. of Coaching is his brand. Um, and so, uh, yeah, definitely something that, tends to get missed. And again, with the fitness space in general, unfortunately, it is a lot of 20 somethings that have had success in the gym um, <laughs> and decide to say, hey, I need to make some money. I kind of know something about, you know, building my biceps. So let me help some other people. And uh, whether they have the best of intentions or not is, is not up to me to decide. But um, but in terms of the skill set, it's, it's a very low barrier to entry for the fitness space. Um, and, and then these are folks who are, you know, the, the, the personal training role is is a huge one where you are affecting this person's psychology. You are affecting this person's biology, their physiology, possibly their heart health, all these factors that, you know, uh, their doctor might have said, hey, you're, you're you got 30 pounds to lose uh, so that you're not in a critical 
you know, state where you might need to go on medication. And, and uh, it's a very important role uh, that I think sometimes, unfortunately, the, the tra- like the system is not there. Uh, as, as a quick uh, shout out to a book I read recently, Dan Heath's Upstream, uh, the, every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. So, you know, we, we do seem to have a fitness forward space where folks are definitely willing to try to go to a gym. But there's, I think, a lot of gaps where folks are motivated and motivation does not last. And if the system is not there, um, again, a system like Jason's, where if you go into his gym right now and you, you said, hey, I want to get healthier, uh, you know, it seems like there's a, a, a process in place to get people to the results that they want. Um, he's sharing testimonials almost every day uh, in, in, in the best possible way <laughs> of, hey, like, if, you know, if we have the results, we're going to share them. That's how we're going to get more people the results. Um, and, you know, I think you guys listening in here is coming up on 30 minutes. You can probably tell he's a pretty genuine dude. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing that, I, you know, I, I certainly will rant on. Uh, and I'm going to stop myself at this point, but uh, of the fitness space having some of those deficits. So I don't know, yeah, if there's anything else uh, in the fitness space that you'd want to comment on of, uh, again, obviously you've, you've put your time in to the profession. Uh, you've gone above and beyond. You've evolved uh, to, you know, you've created revolutions of your own. And, and again, that revolution can just be between you and the client in front of you, right? Um, that's kind of the, I assume, the idea of the book. I just uh, put them in my cart on Amazon. and um, Appreciate and, that. And anything um, I should uh, think about in reading one or both of those books? You know, I, I would say that you will, you knowing, you know, what I know about you, I think that you would probably appreciate uh, the newer one more than the than the first one. Um, just because I think that for the for the first one for um, the revolution is you, I don't think it, that it would be anything under the sun new for you. Um, the other one, at least, I think that you would appreciate the fact that. A lot of the people that are being featured in that book are people that you likely know and look up to and are friends within the industry, uh, people who, whose opinions you would respect. And um, and I just think that you would probably enjoy the format of the book. And the one thing that I failed to mention on it that I uh, that I did uh, purposefully was I, I made it um, essentially workbook-esque. So you've got the quote from the, the guest. You've got some of my thoughts on that quote because many of them I intentionally took out of context that I could tell something of a story. And uh, and then I left space for basically some rumination. So if you have thoughts on how you would apply that, you know, that day's wisdom to yourself, that there's room for you to write that stuff in and see how it applies. But um, yeah, I, I tried to make it uh, as engaging as I could in that respect. So I think that you will probably like that one more. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate that you've been up for now 17 hours already. Um, <laughs> um, so, and, I, and like you said, you got a lot, a lot going on. You got a lot to do. Uh, get ready for your second block of the day. So appreciate you being on here. Uh, tell, tell folks where, where they can find you. Sure. So um, well, your, can... your theme song, it's pretty aggressive. It's pretty aggressive. It's not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you can if you can spell the name, uh, if you want to read the blog, which is weekly, and you want to find out more about the podcast, also released weekly, you can go to jasonleonards.com. Revolutionary U is on, I believe, all podcast platforms of your choice. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. You can friend me on Facebook. Uh, also recently started working with Dr. Spencer Nadolsky through Big Rocks Nutrition. So that's uh, pretty cool stuff for 2022. And uh, yeah, that's the, the short and sweet. And I saw the the big rocks. Uh, you have a recent blog post about it. Is is the, is the assumption there that you take care of the 
little rocks and build the habits to get those big rocks, the big rocks being the, the loss of 20 pounds? Um, you know, I, I, I try to take some liberties with the, with the name. It's, it's, you know, the big rocks can be something as, uh, as simple as we got to get you more sleep because we know mm. that sleep can affect eating habits. Uh, mm. or it could be something as simple as nailing your, your protein so that it helps you with things like hunger and adherence to your goals and complements what you do with your training, that kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, we, we all collectively, I'll speak for all the coaches since they can't be here on the episode with me. Um, we're always trying to look for the low hanging fruit that uh, not everybody needs to track calories. Not everybody needs to count macros. There's a lot of different ways to get to the same end goal. And um, I'll, I'll say also, since we've had a few cliches in this episode, that um, <laughs> the, the ultimate goal is to get people um, leaving the program with a healthier relationship with food than where they started it. So Perfect, man. I love it. It goes back to the mindset piece. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. So thank you for being on, Jason. Uh, if folks got use out of this, the best way to get this out there is to share with someone you think will benefit from the conversation, uh, help us grow, leave a rating, review, comment, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll reach right out to Jason. Uh, if you're in the Ohio area, go check him out at uh, RevFit in, I forgot the name of it already. Stowe. Yeah, Stowe, Stowe, Ohio. Yeah. Stowe, Stowe away. <laughs> Stowe away. And on that note, we'll leave you guys. Get 1% better today. We'll talk to you next time.